Coming off the heels of one of the biggest wrestling events in Montreal history, three nights of WWE. We had The Undertaker, one-man show Thursday night last week at Olympia, Friday night SmackDown, and Saturday was the biggest pay-per-view that Montreal has seen in over 25 years since the 1997 Survivor Series. It was like a WrestleMania, Canada WrestleMania, the Elimination Chamber headlined by Sami Zayn against the WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns. Sami worked hard, he tried his best, and uh, unfortunately, in the end, the Tribal Chief Roman Reigns, with a little bit of interference, retained the championship. We're going to be joined by a panel of Main Event Radio members Gutfield's got nothing on us. We've got a panel of a few guests coming on shortly to talk about the Elimination Chamber. Highest ratings in years. Merchandise selling out. Three nights of WWE in Montreal. Uh, Biggest gate ever for our city. Really great event. Special night. Special show. Truly enjoyed it. Uh, WWE breaking the all-time gate and viewership record at Elimination Chamber. uh, Announcing this week uh, from the Bell Center in Montreal. Highest grossing and most viewed Elimination Chamber in history. 54% increase versus the previous record set in 2022. Largest gate ever for Montreal and largest gate ever for the Elimination Chamber. Merchandise record broken as well. Uh, It's a huge, huge event. And on social media, content featuring WWE superstars Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn generated nearly 20 million views across WWE's social platforms. We're going to be hearing from Triple H, Paul Levesque, from the post-show press conference audio. But to start things off, I was in attendance at the Elimination Chamber and I had a chance to ask... A question to Sammy at the post-fight press conference. We did have a full one-on-one interview with Sammy last week, uh, which you can hear on our website, maineventradio.com. Of course, we are live on CJLO 1690 AM. We're on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio Network, and any podcasting app, and Bell 5 TV Channel 950. I'm your host, Ryan Ryder. It's great to be here. Thank you for listening. On Twitter, it's at Main Event Radio. Here is my question to Sami Zayn at the post-show Elimination Chamber press conference. Of course, that was magic, but at this exact moment, you caught me at a strange time because I feel strange. Hey, Sammy, Ryan Ryder, CJLO Radio in Montreal. Go ahead. How you doing? Yeah, you know, like I said, strange. Yeah, uh, I've covered pretty much every WWE event in the last 20 years at the here at the Bell Center. Really special event tonight. Great show. Uh, disappointing finish, of course. Um, you, you've said that this is pretty much like your WrestleMania, Canada WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, two of the greatest WrestleManias that we've seen were WrestleMania 6 and WrestleMania 18 in Toronto. When will we see another WrestleMania in Canada? Funny enough, I did have this conversation with uh, Triple H yesterday, which is not a conversation we would normally have, but we somehow got on the topic. I think it comes down to a lot of business stuff that's way above my pay grade. But as far as the passion of the audience, I think the secret's out on Montreal now. You know, 
the the guys and girls that come here now, they know. There's a handful of cities that you know well ahead of time, like, ooh, you know, Santiago, Chile. I don't know if you're aware of that. It sounds like a punchline or something, but it's actually one of the best wrestling cities, best anything cities, They're unbelievable crowds. And I put Montreal right up there with, with, um, with that. And, of course, I'm biased and I get a little extra love and all that stuff, but... Every every performer now, every performer knows it, feels it. They know what's going to happen. They know the crowd's going to rule. They know the passion's uh, unmatched. And now, you know, I think the whole world knows it because they see it on TV after the, you know, I'm suddenly starting to feel a little better now that I'm talking about it. Um, they see what we just did out there. They see these fans standing on their feet for 10 minutes and like, damn, Montreal crowd, man, Montreal. So the word's out. I don't think it's a matter of... Uh, of the, of, and, and can I say once again, somewhat biased, but world-class city in virtually every metric, uh, maybe not the Olympic Stadium, which may be a factor again in the whole WrestleMania decision, but I think it comes down to business stuff that's above my pay grade, but I think it has nothing to do, nothing to do with the passion. Because I think if you're picking a city on strictly passion, Montreal has to be a top three contender. Has to be, no question in my mind. That was Sami Zayn at the Elimination Chamber post-fight press conference. Ryan Ryder here. And that was my question to him asking when we will see another WrestleMania in Canada or possibly in Montreal. Unfortunately, it's unlikely to happen in Montreal because the the <laughs> I almost said Elimination Chamber Stadium. The Olympic Stadium is not in a very good condition. It cannot uh, host a, a an event of the magnitude of WrestleMania. If we do have another WrestleMania in Canada, most likely we'll be in Toronto, which I, I would be happy about I'd be happy to see WrestleMania again in Toronto as I, as I mentioned in my question WrestleMania 6 WrestleMania 18 two great manias uh, 6 featuring Hulk Hogan versus the Ultimate Warrior and 18 Hulk Hogan versus The Rock two great uh, historic manias in Canada I, I do think we will see a Royal Rumble at one point in Montreal or Toronto uh, Rumble, always a fun event with all the surprises, 30 men, 30 women in the, in the Rumble matchup. I, I, I'm pretty sure we'll see a Royal Rumble, uh, if not in Montreal, then in Toronto. And it, it, we now see it's official. Montreal is once again a big location, a big city for wrestling for WWE. And we're going to be seeing a lot of good events as we just did this past weekend in La Belle Province in the great city of Montreal and the entire city of Montreal fought with, with, with Sami Zayn to, to face off against Roman Reigns, but the victory was not to be. Joining me now is the main event radio premium live event roundtable. First of all, I'm joined by Elon the Viz Preisler. How you doing, Viz? It's been a while. Great to see you. It's been a long time. I'm glad a Montreal event brings us back together to talk wrestling. Yeah, you've been on the show since almost the beginning, 19 years, part of the Main Event Radio family. Where'd the time go, man? You you pretty much held every possible role on the show, from janitor to intern to co-host to reporter. Every, you've, you've done it all on, on Main Event Radio. Uh, also joined by Josh Gontovnik, Wrestling Figures Montreal. You joined Main Event Radio in 2009, back in the day. So how's it going? How would the pandemic treat you? And oh, Thank you back. for having me. I appreciate the invite. Been doing well, keeping very busy. As uh, as you guys were saying before, you know, time flies by. It's uh, one minute, it's 2013, and the next minute is 2023. My it's God, crazy. It's, it's crazy. Time does fly by. And the older you get, the, the quicker it goes. Uh, Wrestling Figures Montreal, tell us a little bit about it. Well, uh, I started that page five years ago. Uh, it's just, it's a local wrestling figure page on Facebook designed just to bring locals together so we don't have to ship. 
and we could do a uh, buy sell trade, do auctions, raffles. And uh, I didn't think it would uh, be, to be honest with you, it was just meant to be a little small intimate group locally and it's doing very well. And I'm really uh, grateful of that. I've met a lot of people through there. I run auctions once a month. You know, you see people have become friends over it and it's it's a nice thing to see that, uh, to build a local community and not have to worry about shipping too much. Whereas a lot of, there's so many groups out there. So mine's different because it's just local. I'm not trying to be thousands of members. I'm just... I'm just trying to be, you know, bring a good community together. And that's, and I recently started a customs page on Instagram. So that's really my main focus right now is sharing my customs. I make out of my old wrestling collectibles. I, I make movie characters. I just revealed a Fletcher Reed from Liar Liar using an old WWF Hasbro million dollar man figure on my Instagram. So it's a fun little hobby. I started in the pandemic and uh, yeah, I'm passionate about that on the side. I made Sloth from the Goonies using an LJN figure. Oh, that was a nice one. Thank you. And uh, yeah, it's, it's really fun passion project. I always was into collectibles, as you know, and, and customizing, but I took it more seriously over the last uh, few years during the pandemic. And then also joining us is a, a member of Main Event Radio family, Adam Kaplan of AC Radio. Great to have you back into the main event. Super happy to be back, man. I mean, it's been a long time coming. I got to thank you first off because you actually gave me my first opportunity at Club West Island. We went in the radio station, me, you, and Tony Stabile, and uh, it was just a natural feeling and great fun. And then pandemic hit, started the Unanimous Decision, which is an MMA podcast, and uh, took a hiatus from that because I wanted to get a real setup going with cameras and, and the real mic and the whole thing. And uh, then I relaunched with AC Radio, which is basically an MMA and boxing show. Uh, with a sprinkle of like fitness and motivation. And yeah, man, it's just been really, really great. And I'm looking forward to uh, talking about WWE's Elimination Chamber because it was a night. Yes, sir. Uh, so you got your, your radio start in 2014 with uh, with Main Event Radio. Tell us some more uh, memories from your, your time on the show. Well, I mean, first of all, I uh, didn't fall for the prank where I had to pay for your cheese pizza. I think that was the first, uh, one of my first... Uh, fond memories but i mean for me one of the biggest deals about main event radio was right off the jump we got patrick cote you gave me the opportunity oh, yeah, to interview one. him and that was a really big deal because i didn't know how to reach out to a fighter then now it's a little bit easier but uh, you kind of threw me in the deep end there with pat cote one of montreal's own and uh it was a great great day and i uh, i attribute to where i'm at now to uh, an interview like that then of course and that, that's the best way to learn is getting thrown right into it no doubt I am your host, Ryan Ryder, with me, Elon Preisler, Josh Gontovnik, Adam Kaplan. I don't know if you've all met, worked together before or anything. I don't think Elon and Elon and Josh have. I don't think yes. uh, Adam has worked with uh, either of these two. No, I haven't. Nice to meet you guys. Nice to meet you, Adam. Me too. Okay, just notice we all have beards. <laughs> Very diverse show. Four white boys. <laughs> Four white boys. <laughs> I think it's... Is it four Jews or three Jews? Four. Four. That was a very <laughs> sly way of asking, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm the I'm the Jewish Sami Zayn, you could call it. How old are you, Adam? 31. 31. So when did you just just so I know, how long have you been a fan? Uh, oh, I've been watching wrestling since like Attitude Era, uh, In Your House, uh, WCW. Like, you know, I, I'm, I'm not uh, as sharp as maybe you guys in your history, but like I was at No Way Out 03. That was pretty boss. I was there too. Uh, yeah, I looked at the card after the Elimination Chamber and I was like, I can't believe I was there. Hogan and Rock 2, it was crazy. 
This is Main Event Radio. Ryan Ryder with Elon DeViz, Preisler, Josh Gontovnik, and Adam Kaplan. Let's talk some actual wrestling when we come back. Elimination Chamber, looking back, match-by-match match, recap. This is Booker T, five-time WCW champion. You're listening to Main Event Radio. Now, can you dig it, sucker? Oh, hey, folks. I'm WWE Hall of Famer Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and you're listening to Main Event Radio, tough guy. Ho! This is Eric Bischoff, and you are listening to Main Event Radio. This is the Nature Boy Ric Flair. You're listening to Main Event Radio, live in Montreal. Woo! Broadcasting from the lovely city of Montreal, Quebec, Canada, I'm Ryan Ryder. With me, a panel of wrestling experts, Main Event Radio's The Viz, Elon Preisler, Josh Gontovnik, and Adam Kaplan. We had a great event this past weekend in Montreal. The Elimination Chamber, Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns. We'll go match by match as we look back at the Elimination Chamber. The show started off with Asuka versus Raquel Rodriguez, Nikki Cross, Liv Morgan, Natalia, and Carmella in the first of two Elimination Chamber matchups, this one for the Raw Women's Championship. We'll start with Elon Naviz Preisler. Your thoughts on the Women's Elimination Chamber. Asuka was the star pretty much the entire time. Uh, Nikki Cross is a very interesting little talent, man. And I call her little because she's like 5'1 or something. Um, she's definitely not little on spirit, though. She's got a lot going on in her head, and she, I think when she channels it, she'll be very special. Anyway, in total, um, it was a very entertaining match. A lot of good stuff. Uh, Carmella was better than I thought she'd be. Um, yeah, I'll throw it to someone else. Josh. Um, I think, you know, always the match, as everybody knows here, I'm sure that the match kicks off the show is just as important as how you end the show. So I think kicking it off with Chamber was the right choice, or worst case, I would have put the men's. But anyways, I thought the women, it was one of the better women's Elimination Chamber matches. I really, the, the part that stood out to me was the uh, sunset flip from, I think it was Liv Morgan from the top of the pod. I think she landed that beautifully. It could have went really wrong, but it just stood out to me because it worked so perfectly. And overall, I think the match was predictable with Asuka winning, but I think it was still, for what it was, it was still good for a starter, for sure. Predictable? I, I didn't find it predictable. I didn't I didn't know Asuka was, was going to win going into it. It really, Natalia had a chance to take it. Raquel Rodriguez had a chance to take it. You, you're, you really thought it was going to be Asuka for sure? Uh, she For sure, yeah. My second guess would have been Liv Morgan or maybe Raquel Rodriguez, but she was not there yet, I don't think. But I think Asuka was the only obvious choice, yeah. Adam Kaplan, what do you think about the Women's Elimination Chamber match? Well, someone who's been out of the uh, WWE game for a little bit, I got to say the, uh, the ladies have come a long way. I thought it was a really impressive match. I liked the spot by Nikki Cross when she jumped off of the uh, the pod. That was pretty cool. And, you know, I thought there was good storytelling in the match, too, with Carmella running in and out of the pods and playing a little bit of, of, of a role there uh, and telling a story. And maybe she'll steal the matchup at the end of the match. And 
that wasn't the case. I think the right person won Osaka. I think that that was the way to go. And uh, honestly, I, I think she's at the top of, of the women's roster. I think she's entertaining. She's got a good look to her. She's super athletic, and, and she's a favorite in the crowd, and she plays that face role well. So it was a great match. I've got to agree with you, Adam. Asuka is probably my number one when it comes to women wrestlers in WWE. She's very talented. And, and winning this match, she now becomes the first woman to be a Money in the Bank winner, a Royal Rumble winner, and an Elimination Chamber match winner. Uh, historically, I was never a big fan of the Elimination Chamber concept. Uh, even just having an Elimination Chamber pay-per-view where you have to have an Elimination Chamber match each year, I, I was not very fond of, of WWE doing that. Uh, I do have to give props to the fact that they've made the Chamber a lot safer for the performers from what it used to be. It, it used to be like an injury fiasco. Almost every uh, every time they did an Elimination Chamber, it was like pure steel. It was glass. Now they changed it to, to plastic fiberglass. They made it a lot softer on the outside of the ring. So the no, nobody got seriously injured, thank, thankfully, and nobody got hurt at all, actually. Triple H got really badly hurt in the first one. With, uh, with Rob Van Dam, you're talking about back in... Uh, Back in, 2000, Back in 2002, yeah. God, he almost, he could have died. He, is, he, uh, he crushed his larynx, a mishap by, by Rob Van Dam with the, with the five-star frog splash. They yeah. made the ceiling higher now, so if you want to jump, that was the problem. Oh, yes, that's right. It was too low on Rob Van Dam's head. He didn't and... have enough space to jump. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so I got to say, out of the performance in this match, uh, you could have heard my interview with Raquel last week on, on Main Event Radio, but I, I think she's going to be a star. She's uh, six foot. Uh, still new to the business, you you could tell she's got something to her. She's gonna she's gonna be a big name in WWE in the in the years to come. She's young, she's strong, and she's gifted. Like she knows what she she has the instinct for it. I think she's great. She's absolutely shredded. Uh, she's a big body, and I think that she taps into another market for the WWE that uh, they could greatly benefit off of. So I think it works. I got to disagree with you, Josh, saying that it's predictable because I thought it was either going to go to Raquel or Natalia. Natalia being the, the Canadian, she would get the big pop, and the veteran as well would be a good opponent for Bianca, or Raquel being the, the, the new rookie, uh, so to say, uh, getting a, being a big, big shot winning the match. Uh, Asuka, for me, was a, was a surprise victory. I don't know how, uh, how you, Elan, and, and Adam feel about that. As the match went on, I thoroughly thought that Liv Morgan was going to win. She was definitely one of the stars of the match. Obviously, as it went, it uh, it led down to that storytelling of Carmella. But again, I think the right wrestler won. 19 minutes, 30 seconds, earning the Raw Women's Championship match at WrestleMania. Bianca Belair and Asuka next month in Los Angeles. Are you guys excited for that match? Not even a little. Come on. I'm not a fan of Bianca Belair. Why? It's, I'm not exactly sure why. The EST, the EST... It's kind of weak sauce. I think she's she's very talented. My main criticism would be that it just feels like a lot of it is very choreographed, what she does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's a decent wrestler, but she doesn't have a character yet. I don't know what she's about. Well, her character's sort of a Rocky-style Creed character. That's what those promos are like. And she does, she's she's got some 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 flair to her. Yeah, she's got a long ponytail. Braid. I admit she's definitely over. There's no arguing that, but she just hasn't struck a chord with me yet. Josh, any take on that? I, I'm shocked, honestly. In my opinion, Bianca Belair is the total package. What we call in acting in theater is as the triple threat. 
she has it all. She has the mic skills. She has the look. She has the wrestling ability. I think her character is there. The EST. She's established. She she she's just she's got it. Like you're interested when you hear when you listen to her when you watch her. Um, I do think that her reign has gone on long enough that it needs some kind of uh, um, change to it, so to speak. But I'm a huge fan of Bianca Belair. Let me just say really quickly. She's um she's like number five to me in terms of women in the company. That's not bad. That's not, not bad. bad but there's four girls ahead of her, and like she's one of the champs going into Mania. Given that there's four people that can occupy two main event spots at Mania, that's not too bad. Like you said, Ryan, she's only five spots down the list. But to me, Rhea, Charlotte, Becky, and Oscar are all better. So that's three out of the four in the main event of the woman's side of WrestleMania. <laughs> you know, it's just Top five ain't bad. Charlotte and Rhea is going to tear the house down. I think Bianca and Oscar will tear the house down too. I think they're going to be two big matches that people are going to really sink their teeth into. Exactly. It's going to be a good match. Uh, Asuka, like I said, is my top wrestler in the woman's side, and she's going to elevate uh, Bianca in that match. And Bianca's had some great showings at the row, two Royal Rumbles in a row, including one that she that she won. She actually pretty much made her main roster almost debut in the Rumble and then the year after winning it and then winning the Women's Championship at WrestleMania last year and then now defending it at WrestleMania against Asuka. It's a big matchup for her. It's 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 almost, uh, it's like she's got to make a name, a bigger name for herself in this one. Uh, of course, we'll talk more as we preview WrestleMania in the weeks to come. But in the end, I think Asuka versus uh, Bianca as well as uh, you mentioned Rhea Ripley and uh, Charlotte, two two big matches for the uh, for the women's division. You're listening to Main Event Radio. Ryan Ryder with Elon DeViz, Preisler, Josh Gontovnik, Adam Kaplan. We're talking WWE Elimination Chamber and and getting a little sidetracked. All different topics for four boys having a good time here on the air and and uh, catching up a little bit. And let's get back to the the Elimination Chamber itself. Of course, you could hear us on CJLO sixteen ninety AM, Bell Five TV Channel nine fifty. Apple Podcasts, any podcasting app. Make sure to rate us five stars on Twitter at Main Event Radio. Uh, do you guys want to promote any of your uh, any of your socials? Uh, you could find me at AC Radio MMA or at Adam Kaplan thirteen on Instagram uh, for my personal and at Adam Kaplan thirteen on Twitter and then YouTube AC Radio. Josh, I'm on Instagram for my customs page at Instant Classic underscore Customs. I share my uh, my work uh, weekly basis of what I do. I try to be creative with my old school wrestling figure. Next match, the second match on the Elimination Chamber was Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. In my opinion, it was a disappointing match. Four minutes and 45 seconds, Bobby Lashley defeating Brock Lesnar by disqualification with a low blow. All of a, all of a sudden, a low blow is uh, is illegal. It's like almost every second match has low blows, and all of a sudden, uh, now uh, Brock Lesnar loses by, by doing a low blow in four minutes, 45 seconds. The Live crowd was really hot for this match. They were really excited for it, cheering Lesnar. Some people were saying that they really liked it. Personally, I thought this was a disappointment with all the buildup and this actually being the the third matchup between the two of them. And it looks like this Lashley-Lesnar storyline is going to continue on. After the match, uh, Lesnar uh, F5'd Lashley into the announce table and then took a referee and F5'd him as well. The spot with uh, Lesnar F5'ing the referee into the announce table was actually <laughs> not planned in advance. He, he sort of just did it on the fly, which pissed some people off, but that's Brock Lesnar. He does what the hell he wants. The alpha male of our species. I've never heard a better call from an announcer in my life. I love it. I think it's brilliant because it's the truth. 
Dude, you meet Brock Lesnar in a dark alley, you don't survive. The most dominant right? wrestler I, in WWE history. Yeah, and for good reason. In any case, this particular match, it was very short, but I think it creates a belief in the audience that these two guys are very evenly matched. That the only way Lesnar could escape Lashley was by cheating. And when did we ever see Brock Lesnar cheat to get out of a loss? He never, he almost never loses. So the, um, I, I didn't mind the match because it builds to another. Remember guys, WWE is episodic. It's never the end of the story until it's the end of the story. And this story isn't over. So I think uh, Mania with them is going to be great. But Omos also kind of challenged Lesnar recently. So I'm not sure where this story is going. Bray Wyatt did too. Yeah, it's, I hope it's not a fatal four-way. For no goal? It would be Lesnar, Lashley, Omos, and Bray Wyatt in a fatal four-way. I would just do Lesnar and Wyatt and call it a night. What have Bray Wyatt had said on the SmackDown from from here in Montreal the night before the Chamber was he challenged the winner, and then Lashley wins by DQ, which you would think so that means he's going to fight that Lashley's going to fight Wyatt, and now Omos is going to fight Lesnar. But there's all kinds of like rumors as where they're going with this, but this is one that I don't think is predictable, and I don't know where they're going with this. Is it really Omos Lesnar? Is it just a swerve? Are they going to do a tag match, Uncle Howdy and Bray against Lesnar and 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 uh, uh, Lashley? I don't know. I think this one, they're they're they could go several ways with this. I really don't know about this. Adam, what do you think of the match? I thought it was one of your uh, more typical Brock Lesnar matches in the sense that it wasn't much wrestling. It was more so go to the signature moves and in a end in a little bit of an unquestionable call, and then let's go to the the chaos of him just f fiving everybody. I was a little, I was pretty disappointed by it, but. At the same time, I mean, what I'm looking for at WrestleMania, if if Lashley and Lesnar are going to go in a singles match, I want a stipulation. Because I don't want it to just go in there and, and it just be a matter of the suplex, the F5 versus the full Nelson <laughs> lock by Lashley. We've seen it a million times with, with Goldberg and Lesnar. I think a stipulation could add something fresh. Or, more importantly, that these guys are actually ready to give us like a solid 15 to 20 minutes and, and we see a little bit more in their arsenal than just their finishing moves because these guys are such spectacles that they barely even have to do anything and we're in awe anyway. But after a while, that gets a little bit uh, uh, annoying. You know what I'm saying? Because these guys have so much more to offer us. So I'm looking forward to hopefully some form of stipulation match or, to be honest with you, I can never turn down any form of Bray Wyatt match at WrestleMania because it always turns into a theatric. So if Brock Lesnar is going to be involved in something like that and then everyone will go their separate ways and, and, and provide new storylines as the new season begins, I'm all for it either way. I just don't want to see a battle of the F5 versus the full Nelson. They have so much more to offer. I, I love it. I'd love to. I could see Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley every month. Right. There, and if, like you said, add a stipulation after a while, but I, I could see them keep going. I, I think there's still something in this feud, but four minutes, 45 seconds, too short for my taste. And the fact that they use a low blow, I understand the reasoning. Two ref bumps in the main event, but one low blow and it's a DQ disqualification. Edge and Beth Phoenix against Rhea Ripley and Finn Balor with Dominic Mysterio. Uh, I, I got to say, Dominic has got big heel heat. I, I've been a bit tough on Dominic. I say he he's... 
He doesn't deserve the spot that he's in. He pretty much was just slotted in there. If he was any independent wrestler, it would have taken him 10 years to get to that spot. But because he's the son of Rey Mysterio, he gets a, a big marquee uh, spot on the card. But look, he's making the most of it. And in Montreal, they were, they were telling him, F you, Dominic. And even though he wasn't actually competing in this match the crowd was was just crapping all over him uh, edge and beth phoenix getting the victory in their home country of canada and it was actually a a very good match i i truly enjoyed it balor setting up for a drop kick edge spearing him and then uh, edge and phoenix teaming up to hit the ftr move the big rig on balor and edge getting the pin one two three for the win the thing i like most about this match reminded me of ecw one night stand the first one the crowd was singing Edge's entrance, just like the crowd did for Sandman with Enter Sandman in ECW One Night Stand. It was a hell of a match, don't get me wrong, but the thing that stuck in my memory was the crowd singing Edge's theme music, which I don't think I've ever seen before. Let's hear what Edge and Beth Phoenix had to say post-fight press conference following Elimination Chamber in Montreal. I know you've talked before, Edge, about wanting to retire in Canada at some point. Yeah. That was only a couple of months ago. But after a showing like this that we saw from you guys tonight, alongside your wife, Beth, does that make you reconsider to maybe push it back a little bit? Can you give us any update on that? Uh, you know, I, I try not to make any firm decisions. Um, but here's what I can say about tonight. So for nine years, I was retired. I come back, and I get to team with my wife, who I married while I was retired and had two beautiful little girls with. The fact that we get to do this at all, I never thought this would happen. So we're out there, and if it looks like we're having fun, it's because we are, we're having a blast. I get to stand shoulder to shoulder with this woman. We get to hit a shatter machine, which we've never even attempted before, and pulled off. And she hasn't wrestled a match in a year and one month. And hops in there tonight in that kind of pressure cooker against two talent like that. And man, I'm just ecstatic. I'm not even really thinking about like what I'm having for breakfast tomorrow, let alone, you know, what I'm gonna do five, six, seven, eight months from now. But I will say I would like it to be in Canada. Um, it's difficult at home. I'm a mom, you know, I've spent a lot of my time raising our children, taking them to school, being soccer mom, and and it's kind of compartmentalizing the um, killer instinct that you need to get in the ring and do what we do. So it, it's it's challenging, it's difficult, but fortunately I happen to live with another pro wrestler. So uh, we, we um, take some time to go to the ring and train on and off days and, and put in special effort for that because again, the women's division now is incredible and I definitely wanted to be able to hang. And just a follow up for Edge, whenever that decision is made, can you foresee yourself having a role, whether it be in a creative capacity, working with some of the younger talent? Are you open to other areas of the industry if, if that deal presents itself to you? Yeah, I think I'd like to kind of be a jack of all trades, to be honest. I'd still like to continue to act, and I'd still like to be able to, to lend my brain to this place. Um, you know, I've been doing this for 31 years. I've been here for 25. Uh, I, I've been able to get in with three generations of talent. I've, I've stood in the ring with Terry Funk. I've stood in the ring with The Undertaker. I've stood in the ring with Seth Rollins. There's not many people that can say that. And I learned a lot by doing that. And I had a lot of help along the way from the Rick Martells and the Bad News Browns of the world. And they passed that knowledge on to me, so it feels like it's only fitting that I should, you know, continue to pass that on. Um, and I really love doing that too. Uh, you know, as strange as it sounds, I'm really proud of the Judgment Day and, and where they've come in this last year since that formation happened. Um, 
so yeah, I, I could see that. But again, I, I know I'm, I'm just kind of taking it a step at a time. Sounds like Edge wants to contemplate retirement, would like it to be in Canada, and Beth Phoenix talking about uh, being a mother and also a wrestler. The fact that they ha- that she hasn't wrestled in a, a year prior to this match, I thought it was a, a very strong showing by Beth and Edge. I got to say, I really liked the Edge match as well. When he came out, the crowd was electric. For me, it was just pure nostalgia. I remember watching Edge for absolute years. He debuted with The Brood and then, you know, went into that great tag team duo with Edge and Christian. And then from there, went in the singles route as the rated R superstar. I'm sure, you know, it unfolded a little bit differently than how I'm explaining it. But when he came out there, man, like the Viz was saying, everyone was singing his song. And it was just such a special moment that he was even able to get in there and wrestle with his wife, who hasn't been in the ring either for a year. I thought it was a great match. I love that they gave uh, Rhea Ripley and Beth Phoenix uh, the uh, the powerbomb spot. I thought that that was really cool. And then obviously the fact that they were able to win the match, Beth Phoenix and Edge as a duo, uh, hitting that FTR finish, that was really, really cool to see. And it was just such an epic pleasure uh, to, you know, see Edge's return after being away for almost a decade, having that crazy return at WrestleMania. And then since then, you know, I went back and watched some Edge highlights and you could really see now when he comes out, he relishes the moment oh, with he a does. different type of intensity and ferociousness. And you could tell that Edge, among most of the people in the WWE roster, he relishes that moment every time he walks out there and treats it like it'll truly be the last time he does it. Because his career was taken away from him because of his neck injuries, he was told he'd never be able to wrestle again. He retired, came back, and any match could theoretically be his last. And he's 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 enjoying it. You could tell based on his post-fight press conference comments that his career is 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 nearing its end, but this time on his terms and hopefully in Canada. Amazing to see. So moving along, the next matchup was the second of two Elimination Chamber contests. This one was for the U.S. Championship champion Austin Theory defending against Seth Rollins, Johnny Gargano, Bronson Reed, Montez Ford, and Damian Priest. What do you guys think of the U.S. Championship men's elimination chamber, starting off with Adam? I thought that that was an exciting match. I mean, for me, I'm going to get right to the chase. The MVP of that match was Montez Ford. What an unbelievable performance that was. I love the spot where he hung from the, uh, where he skinned the cat and kind of just let himself drop on everybody. I thought that the, the, the rest of the wrestlers set up that spot really well and made it kind of believable. And, um, you know, I just thought it was great. I'm a little bit disappointed that Austin Theory won, but I do understand why absolutely he did. Um, and I also did appreciate, of course, that they helped set up that Logan Paul versus Seth Rollins matchup, hopefully at WrestleMania, which... A few stars in the making in this match. You guys mentioned Montez Ford, uh, X-Division-style move from him falling from the ceiling onto the, the other competitors. Bronson Reed, a brick of a man, so agile for, for a big man. And even the U.S. champion, Austin Theory, he's, he's got to be a blue chipper, 25 years old taken under the wing of the chairman, Vince McMahon, as a future star and a guy that's most likely going to be going on to a big WrestleMania title defense, either against John Cena or Randy Orton. He's another star in the making. Josh, what do you think of this match and about uh, the winner, Austin Theory? I think this chamber was less predictable than the first. Austin Theory is a star 
on so many levels. But I think because we've heard about the rumors about him fighting John Cena, we're like, okay, is he going to go into Mania defending the title as champion or is he going to lose it to fight Cena? So I think that's what made it not as predictable. And I could have seen it going multiple ways in this match. I was a little upset they gave Bronson Reed his first pinfall loss. However, the way they did it, I liked it because everybody ganged up on him. So if there was any way to do it without it hurting him as a monster, I think they did it the right way. I really enjoyed the match overall. Uh, I did not expect the Logan Paul spot to happen. I think we were all believing the Montez Ford thing was uh, was legit. And then once Logan Paul showed up, it was clear it was a work. But Montez Ford, it was great acting from him because I believed it was real that he legitimately got hurt. And I really love that spot with Gargano and Rollins on the top of the pod, just like taking a moment to take it all in. And like, it was different. You know, you're always looking. And for then he moments. just chops him. It was freaking yeah. brilliant. It was a great spot because you're always looking for those original moments in wrestling. Everything's been done before. And that was different. You never saw that in an Elimination Chamber match before. So I, I know there was some concern about whether he was hurt or not, but I figured if he actually had a concussion or, or any type of neck injury, he would have been taken out in a stretcher. They wouldn't have walked him out with the referees. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. Seth Rollins, to me, is the top of the top right now, second only to Roman Reigns in the company in terms of the male performers. He's brilliant. Montez arguably stole the show. Bronson Reed made a name for himself. Austin Theory, I hope he wrestles Orton at Mania. That'll be amazing. Spoiler for the interview that I did with him that's going to air next week on Main Event Radio. That's where the Randy Orton rumor came from. He he said that he'd like to face Randy Orton if it doesn't work out with, with, with Cena. But <laughs> it's uh, I'd love to see Orton come back and win the U.S. title. That'd be amazing. Great way to come back. I'd rather see Austin Theory kill the legend of Randy Orton, the original legend killer. Who else was in the match? Damian Priest as well. He was eliminated uh, by Montez Ford, actually. And Johnny Gargano. Gargano. Both guys are very special, man. It was a star-studded match. Like, there was all... In, either they had a lot of potential or they were already well-established stars. And everyone came to play, man. Everyone got a chance to play. Everyone had a good time. I did notice Triple H's comments in the press conference. He mentioned five out of the six guys in the Elimination Chamber... He forgot about Montez Ford. He corrected it on Twitter and said, let me say, I forgot to mention in the press conference, Montez Ford is a star, exactly like all of us are, are saying as well. Adam, speaking of outside stars coming to professional wrestling, a la Logan Paul, I'd like to know what you think of Ronda Rousey. I'm sure you must be uh, fond of Ronda coming into the wrestling world from MMA, no? Never liked her. No? <laughs> what? In UFC, you never liked her? No, I don't like the uh, I don't like the bravado. I don't like the personality. I find that for someone who's been so dominant that pretty much everything she does, I find the chip on her shoulder totally unnecessary. So like, it's not for me. Wow. Well said. I like that. I'm and surprised I'm saying to hear that because she's been mad successful at everything she's done. So in my eyes, I'm like, you're the goat at like almost everything you've done. You killed it in MMA. Then you went over the WWE. You held the women's championship. You actually almost, I guess, was a part of the influence of looking at it as the women's division and not the WWE divas. So at this point in my mind, I'm like, I don't understand what the chip is on your shoulder. So not really a fan, not for me. I think all of, uh, I actually think Shayna Baszler is far more impressive in, in, in the ring. But overall, Becky Lynch, Charlotte, Osaka, um, Rhea Ripley, like, and Liv Morgan, hard to beat, man. Those are those are top girls in the in the WWE. You can't deny the fact that Ronda Rousey's brought a lot of eyeballs to the product. She's brought a lot of mainstream attention, 
and she she's tried hard. She's she's given her best. She 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 had a lot of success in a short period of time in in professional wrestling, and she's she's brought a lot of attention to the product. Whether you whether you like her you as a performer bucks, or not, she's brought a lot a to the game. Bucks that anything Logan Paul has done has been bigger than anything Ronda Rousey has done. I agree with that too. Three amigos at WrestleMania, okay, in his first WrestleMania, unbelievable. Then he gets to go to Saudi Arabia against Roman Reigns when he has no business doing this. Has a great matchup with him. Has a great spot against Ricochet at, at Royal Rumble. Then he has an even better spot at Elimination Chamber because it's going to set up Logan Paul and Seth Rollins. So I got to tell you, Logan Paul has done more in almost one event than everything Ronda's done in the WWE. That's all I'm saying. And I'll bet you Logan goes over at Mania over Rollins. Oops, I, I wouldn't I be surprised. Not. I hope not. This is Main Event Radio. Main Event, big, big match, uh, as I said at the onset of today's show. Probably the biggest event uh, that Montreal has had in 25 years since the 1997 Survivor Series. Almost like a, a WrestleMania of, of sorts. Uh, Roman Reigns against Sami Zayn. Uh, Sami fought his hardest unfortunately due to interference by both the usos uh roman reigns did did retain the undisputed WWE universal championship after 32 minutes and 20 seconds why did kevin owens wait until after the match to come help him why didn't he help him during those one during those two ref bumps because raw man raw yeah. on raw i know uh kevin owens said he wants yeah. nothing more to do with Sami Zayn. it made a little bit more sense after that yeah um, Oh, yeah. story-wise up until raw i was i think we were all scratching our heads but they really did good uh storytelling and continued it on raw as owen's explanation was really good i think well for those of yeah. you who didn't see it it's uh oh all of a sudden you need my help go ask the usos for for help yeah, yeah and he said he was doing it for him and his family not for sammy because he's still bitter with sammy for you know not leaving the bloodline sooner it's really as good storylines that they're doing right now with this whole bloodline thing the bloodline storyline is arguably arguably the best piece of fiction to come out of WWE in 25 years. Yeah, I said it. I put it up there with evolution for me growing up uh, when triple H was turned on by Batista and by Randy Orton. That, that, th those are, those are some of the things that I, I recall the, the kids today. They're going to look at it with Sami Zayn turning on the bloodline, turning on Roman the way that we look at the, the evolution storyline. Very possibly. Yeah. What would it be for you, Viz? You being a, a a decade older and another another generation, what was Dude, your what it's... was your moment like that? I know what it was. Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty. I'll say it for you. That was your big turn. <laughs> the turn. Yeah. I love the barbershop spot, man. It's one that of the was, greatest. That was what. Time. That was the one that you remember. Yeah, it yeah. is. But to me, Roman Reigns is so much more than the Bloodline storyline. Too. He's going to. This storyline is going to come to a close at Mania if not backlash and Roman's probably going to take a little bit of time off very little bit and come back and be world champion again. If he doesn't retain a mania and for good reason, man, like they can't I remember Jake Roberts said about Hogan when, when Jake Roberts challenged Hogan for the title, it didn't work because Jake got over on Hogan. And Jake says historically that you never rock the boat when you have your established champion. So Roman can't be gone for long. If he loses the title, he'll be back. And he's the needle mover. He is the way he talks about it, He's in God mode. And all that is true. 
He's untouchable in terms of merchandise sales. He's untouchable in terms of ratings. He is the biggest star of the last 20 years. That's The Viz, Ryan Ryder, Josh Gontovnik, Adam Kaplan talking WWE Elimination Chamber on Main Event Radio. So Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn, I personally, I know, I know it was set in, it was set in stone that it's going to be Roman Reigns and, Co- and Cody Rose at WrestleMania. Sami sort of came out of the left field and it's been a buildup of nine, 10 months with this bloodline storyline. But look, the crowd was so behind Sami and they even said it in the buildup. They're facing each Sami and the entire city of Montreal. So I, even Sami, you could tell in the post fight press conference, he, he said he felt strange and it was ultimately a Triple H decision. Vince McMahon also had a, a part in the decision, but the final decision was made by, by Paul Levesque, Triple H, to have uh, Roman retain. And I understand they could have gone either way. I would have liked to see Sammy win the title in Montreal. It would have made it an even bigger moment than, than what it was. It would have been a, a, an icing to the top of the cake of, of what was a special night and a special buildup. It could have been a short-term run. He could have even lost it back uh, two or three weeks later to Roman, and that still could have continued the build to WrestleMania against Cody. But I, I still think that Sammy, if I were to bet on it, if I were to say my my Ryan Ryder's picks, my uh, my guarantee or whatnot, by the end of the calendar year 2023, Sammy will be holding a, a WWE championship around his waist. Yeah, I, I got to agree with that. I, I think that either uh, Cody Rhodes is going to become the champion against Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, and then he'll drop one of the belts to uh, to Zami's, Sammy Zayn, and maybe they'll split up, and then Roman will come back in and clean up shop. Yeah, the I agree with you 100%, Ryan. You called this a couple weeks ago. You basically said that very thing, that Roman will drop the title to Sammy. At some, someone's going to drop the title to Sammy at some point in 2023. And hopefully, now that seemingly WWE realizes that Montreal is one of its premier cities, it might actually happen in Montreal on the rematch or against Cody. Bottom line, Sami Zayn becomes champion in 2023, and it will be in Montreal. Cody is... Uh, found his. I don't know if I'm wrong, but I watched it on YouTube. I found his pop at Royal Rumble was pretty underwhelming. It wasn't... Com- nothing compared to what Sami's been getting. Yeah, or like, I don't know. I felt like Edge at Royal Rumble was like a million times cooler. Yeah, the thing... The problem they, they have with Cody is that he was off for like eight months this year. Right. And his la- the last thing he did was a match against Rollins at Hell in a Cell, and he tore his pec. And there was a massive bruise on his shoulder and, and pec, and he worked through it. But Cody, he hasn't resonated with the fans the way some other people have. Like, there's... I don't think it's his time. All he's talking about is finishing his story, and that's... My daddy, my daddy, my father didn't win the championship. You, Me and you, Elon, we had a conversation the other day. You called him the entitled one. That's like the perfect moniker for him. He should be the entitled one. I think they might do a double turn at WrestleMania. It might turn Roman face and and Cody heel, Yeah, depending what the crowd response is. Sorry, Ryan. That would work really, really well. Calling it, Imagine calling him... He wins both titles. He's the entitled one. And he plays that character because he's kind of a petulant child already. I'm going to be champion for my daddy. So Cody could be the entitled one. He wins both titles at WrestleMania, turns heel, and actually plays up the character of the entitled one. He's entitled to everything. 
He's entitled to the ring. He's entitled to the cameras. He's entitled to the titles. He's entitled to uh, being the best and flying privately. And he's the entitled one. I think that would be a great character. And truthfully, the double turn, Ryan, is I only think that the only way I think that Cody Rhodes' victory at Mania makes sense. I, I agree with you, but I, I still think Roman's going to somehow take it. But we'll, we'll talk about Mania a lot more as we're on the road to WrestleMania. Elimination Chamber, though, as a show, I give it a thumbs up. I thought it was a great event. Record-breaking for Elimination Chamber. Record-breaking WWE in Montreal. Thumbs up. Best match, the main event, Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns. Worst match, I'm going to say Lashley and Lesnar, but it's, it was still enjoyable. Top to bottom, an A show. I'm giving giving the show an A and a thumb up. Uh, Josh? It was definitely a good show, and obviously we all had some sentimental connection to it being here. A good show um, or a great show? I want I want you to say it was a great show. Just a good show? You're giving, you're giving it a, a, B, a B player? A Daniel uh, yeah, Bryan, uh, Daniel Bryan I'll level? A I'll see a B. <laughs> it was one of the better shows in a while, for sure. Um, going back on what you said about you could they could give the belt to Sammy because it's a Montreal beautiful story. I think it was a beautiful story for what it was. This was his story having the match with Roman. He didn't need to win to get it. Roman at this point having the belt as long as he has, it needs to culminate at WrestleMania. To drop it any time sooner would kind of crap all over his lengthy title reign. Even if it's to Sammy, to Cody, whoever it is, it needs to be done at Mania. That's where the main place where the storylines end and culminate and the champions, you know, lose their long, not always, but, you know, I think WrestleMania is the perfect place for him to lose if he is going to lose. Adam? I got to agree with you there on that one. I don't think that uh, Sammy should have necessarily won the title. I think that him getting those moments, they didn't touch each other for five minutes. The crowd was going crazy. They still had their opportunity, though, to relish the crowd by you know shouting uh shooing roman away and having him and kevin there and you almost thought for a second that they were going to embrace and that they were going to relish in the moment with happiness but they just stuck to their role and their character so so well and then continued it over to raw and really told us like holy crap like these guys like this isn't going to happen that's kind of part of the game there i'm giving it a great show uh ryan absolutely and i thought it was even better that you got to ask a question at the press conference oh yeah i got to ask him about uh, bringing wrestlemania back to canada if they do, it'll be Toronto, not Montreal. I, I don't mind. I'll, it's not a far drive. And we'll no, probably get a good raw. It's an, even, it's an even shorter flight, and you got the points, man. It cost you 130 bucks. You know what? I think what we will get in Montreal one day is a Royal Rumble. We will get a Royal Rumble one day. I'm calling it. I think Royal Rumble's normally in stadiums now, man. Would they be able to work the Olympic Stadium? No, they won't be Olympic. So it'll be Toronto. It'll, it'll be Toronto. I, 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 I agree with you, yeah. Biz, because I think they really want to have that 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 dramatic long entrance, and I just don't think the Bell Center could offer mm. that. Yeah, unfortunately. Agreed. But I'm sure we'll get other pay-per-views, other Raws and SmackDowns, and Montreal is once again established as one of the key markets for WWE. Let's hear Triple H uh, from the the post-show press conference, uh, some of the things that he had to say. Um, exciting for me to see the media, a ton of you show up for these and um, just your level of commitment to what we do, your excitement for it and, and your interest in it. So thank you very much. Um, I want to thank the WWE and universe in general, just for, for all of this. This has been a hell of a ride and getting to this moment. And I'm, 
you know, it's weird in some way because tonight almost felt like a WrestleMania um, with WrestleMania six weeks away, you know, and that's an, um, a, a really exciting but a really odd feeling um, creatively to have something this big, this epic, this monumental happen right before you dump, do something even bigger, even more epic, even more, you know, special. So, um, you know, I want to thank the WWE Universe because they really are the ones that get us to this place, each and every one of them. Um, I'll thank our talent. That You know, a lot of breakout performances for me tonight. And, you know, sometimes you do big events and um, you're impressed with what talent do. I, I, I very rarely am not. Uh, tonight was one of those nights where I feel like, man, everybody just came with their A game on. Uh, performances were A++ across the board. Everybody came to deliver as if they had a statement to make, and, and that's always makes these kind of events even more special from top to bottom. Um, but I especially want to thank the Bell Center here and, and especially the city and the people of Montreal. When, when a crowd is the star of your event, you're onto something special. When, when the crowd, the city, the reaction, the people, when we can't take enough crowd shots, um, when, when that is what we're looking at and, and the place from start to finish before the first match ever hit the ring till the last person left that arena, it was electric. There were moments even behind at gorilla position where the crowd was almost deafening. Um, that is something special. And um, I really can't thank everybody here enough. So this was the largest um, WWE gate in Montreal history. So really something big here. We had a sellout crowd of 17,271 in attendance. Um, and that is coming off of last night with well over 15,000 here. So just a spectacular two nights. Um, when we left last night, we were saying, holy cow, I don't know how this crowd can be any hotter than it was tonight. But... It really was, by far. Tonight was um, something amazing and special. We set new records for the largest gate, also uh, set records for the most viewers in Elimination Chamber history. So tonight was a big night, um, but really it's a lot more than, than numbers. Um, Montreal showed once again that it is one of the premier WWE cities in the world. Their love, passion, excitement for what we do is is truly second to none and um beyond that for me and and this is something that i'm very passionate about it was a very historic night um this was about carpentier this was about vachon this was about the rougeos this was even about kowalski the people that made that passion for what we do over generations get us to where we are today. This was about the Hart family. This was about Brett. Um, and it was really um, about Pat Patterson. I could feel him up there. Uh, I could feel him up there in this moment in Montreal with tears in his eyes sitting there. It was something special that uh, he would have enjoyed it, really would have. 
it would he would have said, God damn it, that is the business. The people were going nuts. It was so ah, like right. I cannot stop crying. It would have. I mean, I'm just telling you, he would have been. He would have been. He would have been impressed. It was something special. Um, every match tonight delivered. Everything. I think the women's match was one of the, the greatest uh, women's elimination chambers I've ever seen. Um, the men's, a lot of breakout stars. Bronson Reed had a spectacular night. Johnny Gargano, spectacular night. Austin Theory, spectacular. Um, and 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 everybody else that was in there. Damian Priest, right? Seth Rollins doing what he does, which is better than just about anybody on this planet. And then, you know, a moment from Logan Paul, who I got to say was just seemingly just born to do this. Just everything he does is right. Um, on all levels. So amazing night. Um, and then of course, Roman and Sammy, Jimmy, Jay, Heyman, just Kevin, um, icing on the cake, just electric and something special. Can't say enough about them. And I really can't say enough about, um, Sammy Zane, you know, just a really special performer that, you know, in, in some ways, not always, but in some ways reminds me so much of like a Mick Foley in that his connection to a crowd, one minute can make you laugh, the next minute you can have so much sympathy for him. He just, he connects on such an emotional level that um, I think it's hard to put into words and it makes it something really special. Just an amazing, amazing performer. Can't say enough um, good stuff about that. And then of course, um, we're headed into the biggest WrestleMania that there's ever been 42 days away to six weeks. It's hard to believe, but here we are. Um, we'll be at SoFi stadium two nights and as special as tonight was, I can't wait to get there. It's going to be incredible. World wrestling entertainment, chief content officer, Paul triple H Levesque following the elimination chamber event. This is main event radio, Ryan Ryder, the Viz, Josh Gontovnik, Adam Kaplan. We've been talking about the elimination chamber. I want to hear some final words from each of you. Elon, the Viz. I thought it was a great show. Standouts, the standout for me was the main event. Ryan, you called it match of the night. It was absolutely the match of the night. Sam, the crowd for Sammy singing the music, losing their mind for every single shot in that match watch it back every punch every shot every move every look they made the stuff roman was saying in the camera even before the match started sammy points to the crowd and goes what the hell happened to roman He's like, where did your fans go? They're all with me because it's Montreal, Quebec, freaking Canada. And it was, it was just special, man. Stuff like that doesn't happen. If you, if guys, if you have the WWE Network, go watch the press conference. Triple H said it best. And I said it to a friend of mine who's not the biggest wrestling fan, lapsed fan from like the 80s. When this stuff is done well, it's as good as any entertainment on the planet. It was an absolutely unbelievable night. I thought that Triple H, just the way that he spoke about the way the event went, it really just paints another picture about how much this actually means to him as well in the role that he's in now. I think that it's important they're doing the press conferences so that even newer fans get a better idea. Like, everyone likes to, you know, comment and criticize, etc., but... 
the way that the WWE is passionate about what they do and about the people that have paved the way for where the company is at now is above another level. It's better than any sport. I will bet guaranteed the WWE does the best documentaries in the world. There isn't a company or an organization that could absolutely touch them the way that they paint not only the stories on TV every week, but also the real-life stories that happen to all of these guys is the reason why it absolutely is an $8 billion company. It was an unbelievable night. Sami Zayn was absolutely the star of the show and the best matchup there was, and uh, we got 32 minutes of action, and I would say that leading up before the Sammy fight, I'd rated it around a B-plus or something, but the drama in waiting for that three-count pin for Sami Zayn and they kept pulling it from us at the last second gave it an A-plus for me. Yeah, definitely. that The, the main event made the show. And uh, we're, thank you for listening to uh, Main Event Radio. I'm Ryan Ryder. With me, Viz, Josh Gontovnik, and Adam Kaplan. You guys up to do this again sometime? Absolutely. Most definitely. Yeah, it was an awesome show, a very special night for Sami Zayn, and he didn't come out the winner, but Montreal fans in attendance. He did come out as the winner because he rubbed up against Roman Reigns, and he's better for it. MainEventRadio.com, at MainEventRadio on Twitter.